Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 92, the Punchboarders go over some recent plays, we review Martin Wallace's Tenor's Trail, and we go over the next five in the BGG top 100 hey everybody i'm clef hey i'm chad i'm richie we had this article or what magazine or whatever here in town that that said hey uh we're gonna feature you in a local podcast magazine Mm -hmm. and they said write us a story and give us a picture or whatever right Mm -hmm. yep so and i said okay i'll write the little you know little blurb or whatever you know figuring whatever i came up with chad would fix and make it sound good so (laughs) i kind of got the you know but so I went back and I started listening to like our first couple episodes. I don't know why. I just thought, well, yeah, get a little inspiration. Oh, wow. We were, yeah. Like I read the beginning part like this. Welcome to Punchboard Paradise. <laughs> and then I'd go, hey, I'm Clef. And Chad go, hey, I'm Chad. And Richie would be like, hey, I'm Richie. <laughs> I was like, and now we've put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like that, uh, that faux NPR sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, don't go back too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we've gotten better. I mean, I'm not saying we're good, but we've gotten better. <laughs> we did get that really nice uh, email from that gentleman in, uh, he was in New Zealand. Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. In Australia. And he was, you know, he had just gotten into board games and he, you know, thanked us a lot. He had some really nice compliments and he also said, you know, how much, how much better we've got, which is good. good. Hey, 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 I'll take, I'll take, uh, what, what is that? What do they give that award? Like in school? Is it most improved? Most improved. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take most improved podcast. That's all right. I'll take it. Um, I don't even know who the guy was talking when I back in episode three because at some point Chad goes, "Hey, have you heard of this game Churchill?" And I'm like, "No." And Richie goes, "That's a GMT game." And I'm like, "What's GMT?" I don't even know who that person was. That was talking. Uh, you have honestly, you've made the biggest evolution uh, yeah, all of, of, of all of us. Yes, of all of us. Well, when when Clef even wanted to start this podcast, I remember uh, I, I was like, "You you want to talk about games?" And he'd be, like, "Yeah, we could do this," uh, you know. And then I'd bring up a game and. You go, I don't know who designed it. I just like to play games. <laughs> I don't know designers. What does that matter? What I don't I care. designers for? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, let's talk about some board games. Sure. All right, Chad, tell us something you've been playing. Oof, it's been rough. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we got, first of all, we got a new dog. Okay. Oh, wow. Second of all, dog. my wife yeah. is never home. Okay, yeah, back to the dog. Yeah, what kind of dog? <laughs> what kind of dog? <laughs> we got, we have a rescue. It's a uh, little two-year-old corgi. Uh, oh, named, nice. Named yeah. Clementine. Aww. Uh, yeah, she's cute. She I waddles everywhere. Okay, I like corgis because of that. Yeah. She's got some weight to lose because she, unfortunately, they rescued her from a breeder that just continuously bred her for two years, basically. Oh. So, but she's learning to be a dog now. Okay. And happy. I still sometimes have to, she doesn't, she's skittish. And so she doesn't always come when called. So I have to pick her heavy butt up to take her outside and she is not light she's a big old barrel and she just goes limp like <laughs> okay okay so there's a lot of me doing that okay. uh and like i said stephanie is putting up a show this week 
at the theater. And so she is not home at all. So mm. there's very little time for gaming. Uh, sometimes I can get my son to play. But we did play something new last night, actually. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't think he will like it at all. But I'll talk to our audience about it and, and see what yeah, they think. The I he, might he, like it. Yeah, he, he looked really at looked at me. Clef, yeah. Yes, I yeah. mean, yes, the, the great radio th- look there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. so another played... Marvel United no, card game? No, no okay. but it's more of an activity. I'll say that. Oh. So we played, I think this was the Spiel de Jar winner, if I'm, if I'm correct. For uh, this year? I believe so. Okay. Uh, Micro Macro Crime yeah, City? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I picked, actually I have questions about this okay. after you get going. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I picked it up from uh, from Spielbound in town. They had a copy because it's been hard to track down. And uh, this was yeah, this was the 2021 Spiel de Jar winner, and it's uh, from designer Johannes Sieck, I think S I C H, uh, and it comes from publisher edition Spielweise and Pegasus Spiel. Uh, so in it, you are basically trying to look at this gigantic map. In fact, my son and I played it on the floor. And you're looking at this gigantic map and just answering from these 16 card cases. So you have uh, different 16 different cases, including an intro one, I think. And they're just probably usually about four to nine cards in each one. And the cards are asking you different questions that sort of build on each other, like, find this person usually it'll it'll be like find this person so you find that person on the card and match it to the map somewhere and then it starts to ask you questions like where did where did they pick up this object or where did they lose this or how was he poisoned or different things like that and you kind of keep following the the clues and answering the questions about it till you kind of piece together the whole story for that case and uh you have this little kind of uh, about the same size as a playing card, but it's a little plastic magnifying glass because you need it. I mean, you really need it. Even with that, sometimes it's hard to see because of all the detail all over this map. Uh, Finn was like, this would have been nicer if it was in color. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a lot to color in. Uh, so anyway, uh, we we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it because the, the, the cases, there's 16 of them. They don't feel like they take very long but i think we just played the intro and then two other cases and they all have difficulty from one to five stars uh and the ones that we did were the easier ones i imagine it gets harder and harder uh as you would guess and so that would take more time but it's it's a nice activity i mean it's not it feels like you did something when you when you do it it feels like you you know you kind of won Mm -hmm. together because it can be, uh, some of the details can be kind of hard. Uh, but, you know, I think Finn had a very good sense of accomplishment when we when we got figured out some of the stuff. And actually, uh, for a kiddo, like, you know, he can kind of see that stuff and track it down a little bit. Like, so that was, he did it better than I did, so. Okay, and that was one of my questions is one, how did, was Finn engaged the entire time? Because I could really see Knox checking out at some point on this well, but nice, he's younger yeah the nice thing is that i think and you can you can borrow it when i'm done see what you think of it but like okay. i think the easier ones he won't check out because they move a little bit quicker and they're a little bit easier to see now it's, it's hard to say if it gets harder you know but again like it may be so the box says 12 and up so i'll have to let you know too whether it's age appropriate yeah, as say, well. i thought there's also I mean, it's cartoon murder, but yeah. still murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so there is there is oh. some of that. Okay. So, 
uh, you know, poisoning and, and certain things like that. Yeah. But there might be more adult things too. But yeah, that was my that was my basically one of my plays. We also did one of Finn's uh, Finn likes deck builder, so we played a classic game of of Star Realms, which was fun. Ooh. He and I like to trash talk a little bit during Star <laughs> Realms because it's so such a head to head game. Sure, that's a list I think we should do. By the way, uh, uh, we should do best table talk games. Okay, like a, trash a good, talking, like trash either trash table. talking or even alliances or different stuff like that. You okay. Know? I think that'd be a fun, you I know. Say, that's a lot of games, though, that we play. We we talk a lot of trash. Well, that's okay, though. I mean, yeah. I think it'd yeah. be fun to bring some of those oh. that we don't talk about very often that are, are, True. are yeah. rife for table, table kind, talk. Kind of like that food chain magnet game with Brock, Oof. where we talked to Brock, man. And I don't know how just, you lost how that game. Lost game. <laughs> You're I was, so mean. I was shocked when I won. All right. Well, what do you guys been getting played? I, I know that you guys have, have far more well, actually, I won, plays, probably. Uh, we had started a game, Clef and I, of uh, Ultimate Railroads online. And at oh. some point, Clef was like, because it's in beta, so mm -hmm. there are some some bugs. And he ran into a bug where he couldn't select anything. So let's, he's like, let's start another game. And plus, the rules are out, yeah. so you, you know we can read those. Yeah. And Clef has clearly read the rules. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> and his score is about triple mine right now, and it's about to get real out of hand. Real lopsided. So yeah, wow. explain yeah. the rules to me now, now that sure. you've read them. I would love to do that. <laughs> Uh, so as, as you kind of mentioned last week, um, or last episode, it was, there's a shared industry board and this is the number. Hold up. We should explain just cause we haven't really that ultimate railroads for those that aren't familiar is, uh, it going to be an updated published version of Russian railroads by, uh, -huh. uh Lonnie Orgler and yeah, those yeah. guys. And, and I guess when we say ultimate railroads, that actually includes the whole kit and caboodle. Yes. The Asian railroads is what we are speaking about right, right that's now. the newest module yes, the newest yeah. module which is that supposed to come out in any other form i like, doubt it they're, they're going to make you spend the hundred bucks and buy ultimate railroads i'm not going to do it but neither am i but, okay well all right but if you do not have russian railroads and it's something you've been looking oh, for yeah this then you is should because be fantastic. that, game, that yeah. game is so good every time i play that game i'm surprised it's not in my top 10 it's i mean our top 10s are so tight with good games but it's just oh boy you know it, it, every time i play it i'm like gosh this still is a such a darn good game yeah it's it's solid um and and all i mean all versions so far i mean i've liked uh, the german yeah. and i've liked uh it, um, they've gotten better i i'll be quite honest with you I don't know if I can just play regular Russian railroads anymore. I no. think I have to play it with I, one I, of the expansions. I did it at some point uh, when we were on lockdown, yeah. and I was very disappointed. Yeah, it's like, what else? I don't can't do it. Yeah, you need else. at least German yeah, railroads. Something, something to kind of change it up. But so anyway, so Asian railroads. Uh, like I said, so there's a shared industry board now. So as a, as opposed to where you normally put the factories underneath your board and then you have a little industry track that you move your thing along and you get those bonuses. Now it's like a shared board. So now when you go, you will take, whenever you choose you know, to build a factory, you're going to put a factory and you're going to put it on one of the different factor. They have pre-printed factories that are around the board. Okay. Anytime you put a factory down on top of one, you're going to get the bonus of whatever you put on whatever that is that you covered up. Whatever you covered up. Right. Okay. okay? Then you also have an app option to put a wagon on that spot. Okay. So it asks you, you know, you want to put a wagon there, you put a wagon there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then if your industry tile or the, you know, little industry token, I should say, reaches that spot, mm -hmm. it will stand your wagon up. And now you have a new 
option instead of placing a worker, you can basically activate that wagon and it will activate that factory. Okay. Not to mention, obviously, when your industry track gets there, it activates it also. So you actually have a double bonus on it. Okay. And then your wagon will go into that, like, I don't know, into that. Like a little wagon pool. Wagon pool or whatever. So uh, so you kind of want to put your factories on places that you haven't reached yet. But sometimes you might think, oh, well, one of those other things that's way far down there is a much better action or whatever. So you can put Mm -hmm. it wherever. But now you can actually go back over and cover up the ones that you've put out there too, as long as each one of them has one on it, then you can go and start putting one on top of each of those. And then if there's two okay. on each of them, then you could go put a third and so on and so on. So that's Got it. how that works. As far as the rest of it, the rest of it is pretty much the same. There's not a whole much different. Uh, there's keys that you can get. And then those keys you can use to either just get 10 points or you can use them to move up uh like two track, or you can use it to get a couple coins or something like that. So, um, but I've had, I found it has a lot more combo-y with that industry check now, mm. because there's a couple of times where I, like I did something, I spent some coins and I did this and then I hit that spot and I got these coins. And there's also just bonus spots on that industry track. Yeah. That you can hit. And this time I was, I was kind of just pushing down the, the first track okay. and that, that's going real slow. Yeah. Uh, compared to what you're doing right now. Right. Well, I just got to the end of the industry track. Already. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're scoring like 55 points a turn and uh, yeah, well, I might be at like 16. I don't know. I mean, you know, hey, sometimes you can, you know, come back in a hurry in that game. Late. Yeah, we'll see. So it's got a few new options for your advantage tokens that you can do where, like I said, it can give you a couple of those keys. Uh, it can give you uh, some other new board for... There's some upgrade or something for one of the tracks, and I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's the bottom track, and it, I mean, every space has some type of upgrade, just depending on the, the color yeah. track that you get to that spot Yeah. when you do that. Now, I'm curious, and I wonder maybe who anybody who has purchased Ultimate Railroads, have they changed the track color permanently in the other versions, too? Because on the on the board game arena, yeah, they it's are not slightly like different. beige and like, you know, then like a green. It used to be black, and then... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, I think it was black and brown, and then whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, because uh, on there, that's the color. So I'm curious if, like, if they've, if that's, I doubt they made special track just for Asian, but uh, for the Asian railroads, but I don't know. So, but there you go. Now you know the rules. We might have to start up another game. All right, I'm good with that. <laughs> I, I'm actually enjoying it. It's you know because it's it's one of my favorites and it's something new. It's just a little right. twist. Yeah. Uh, look out now that Richie knows the rules. He'll probably crush me, but that's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been great at Russian railroads. No, no. I'm, I've played I'm it middling at two it. player. I think I'm very. I mean, like I've played a lot of two player with my friend Brian. I mean, a lot. And, and so, it's yeah. one of those games that you, especially the base one, that the more you know it, it's like okay, we do this, then we do this. Like you, you really. It, there's no luck. Yeah, there is absolutely mm-hmm. no luck in the game. It is absolutely everything is right out there. And it's just, you know, obviously, but uh, the, the key is obviously hitting those right worker placement spots. Um, and, you know, just obviously, uh, you know, min maxing everything when it comes to points or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But still an excellent game. All right. Well, Richie. Well, fellas, I'll be honest. Was that who's whose recent play was that? I guess that was yours. You know what? You can, you have, can have, another one. have one here. Okay. okay. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. Because here's the thing, fellas. I've been playing a lot of games, but uh-huh. I've been playing a lot of my favorites. Okay. And like right now, like when I when I came down uh, just this past weekend uh-huh. and I walked in and Mason just started, we just started talking about strategy on Food Chain Magnate. Mm. Like that's what I'm enjoying right now very much in the hobby is like really getting in deep on my favorite games. I hear uh-huh. you. I mean, okay. don't, well, like, please 
listeners don't uh, don't take this as woe as me. We 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 love interacting. We love having this podcast. But like, yeah, I, I, I am not really excited to play new games. I just really want to deep dive on a some of the eighteen XX I've been playing and talking to people online about different strategies and b just just some of the games like Tramways, for instance, that are you know in my mm-hmm. top tens that I really love. Mm. Yeah, like so it. I've been. I've been playing a lot again with Jason Brent. We've been playing Race for the Galaxy pretty much every work day. Nice. Just online while we're working. Yeah, we're yeah. working hard. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but we've gone through all the expansions. Uh, right now we're tied five to five. We're, okay. I've been playing a bunch of Feast for Odin on Board Game Arena as well. Do you still give it. Roll for the Galaxy the edge on that one? I do. Okay. I, I enjoy Roll more. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to save that because if I, if I win yeah. again, okay. I'm not. that might be a... A little board court. A, a, a good board court would be to give <laughs> give Richie give Richie give you race for the galaxy and then give Richie roll for the galaxy with wooden dice. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Okay. All right. Well, All give right. us your play. Give us yeah, your play. Yeah, give us your play. Uh, okay, because I'm I'm excited about my play. Now, All right. All right. It's it's not really a new game. Well, that's all right. But it is Fine. a new game. Uh, Joe Farrell gave me a call uh, last couple of nights ago and said. I bought the new Great Western Trail. Oh, said, oh uh, nice. You had to play with uh, yeah, you. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, you got some time. I said, yeah. And, and then uh, I said, is it okay if my friend Dan plays too? So we played a three-player game of, uh, you know, one of my favorite games of all time. And there are some changes. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. there are some changes. The <laughs> the meeples all have cowboy hats. Yep. I like that change. It was, it was hilarious because... Uh, we were talking about it, and Joe said that basically he showed it to his wife, and he said, yeah, I already own this game, but I bought it again. And then he showed her the little meeples with the hats, and she's like, okay, I'm good with it because the hats <laughs> are so cute. <laughs> but then later we were playing it, and, and Mason, uh, my, my kid, comes down, and all of a sudden he looks at the board. He goes, what are those stupid meeples doing there? <laughs> or meeple hats or something, he said. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, they were fine. I mean, they were. I, I could take them or leave them or whatever. But uh, definitely a lot of visual changes. A okay. lot of visual changes. In fact, I would say the board is more soft. Like the the palette of it is a lot softer in in the tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I do I like the colors that they turn the the the, the people tokens into. Uh, they've also changed the, the those pictures. The Cowboys look more like cowboys. There's now a uh, a woman as the craftsman, and then there's uh, you know a a black person as is a as the engineer. So it's a little bit more you know inclusive, inclusive, diverse, yes, you know, yeah. yeah, diverse in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they no longer have the the teepees, you know, where you used to mm-hmm. trade with the with the Indians in the teepees. Uh, they changed them into bandits. Okay, which I'm not positive the theme on trading with the bandits. Maybe you're stealing back from the bandits. Like that, that could idea. be. Okay. That could be. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Visually, they changed all that. Oh, and the your player board mm-hmm. is now a recessed player board. Oh, that's per- that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The only little weird thing, and I, you know, I don't. This is something that Dan commented on. You know, when you you have to put like the either the three player or the four player little uh, thing yes. above it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not recessed. So if you play in a different player count, then you know, then that's it. Just sits on top. top. Yeah, and that's then, weird. But uh, they did change it to, if you, the original game, it defaults to two players. In the new version, their default is the four-player game, which gotcha. I thought that was probably a little bit smarter than the, yes. than the block thing takes it to the th- the three or the two. So it, they're, they're very nice. I found it, you know, like 
However, you know, like when I'm going to move my like temporary certificates up and down, now you can't just kind of slide them up and down. Like you got to, you know, bump. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I was. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So, so a lot of different visual changes. Some of the main gameplay changes, there's a new cattle. And it now, it's another two-level cattle. And when you go there, it costs you either $8 to buy it if you have one cowboy, which is obviously $2 more than if you just buy a level three cattle. Or you can, if you have two cowboys, it only costs you $5, which is still $2 more than if you had, you know, a level three. So you, it's only a value of two, but now when you go to Kansas City and you use it to deliver, it upgrades into a next, I think it actually upgrades into a level four cattle, okay? I think. And then if you go again, then it upgrades into a level five cattle. It might have been three and four. I can't remember 100%. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but anyway, um, so it was an interesting new concept of, you know, like the cattle started to get better. So it really was a, was it worth it for you to buy that early and spend a little bit more money and then it would upgrade as the game goes on or just simply get yourself a level three cattle that you immediately could have used? Interesting. Um, I I was kind of bummed because I bought one right away because I was like, I'm obviously going to try the new thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't care whatever was out there. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not just going to go ahead and just do the building strategy and just win, <clears throat> Joe Farrell. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, so I tried something different. And uh, the I, I got to Kansas City, and I literally, the first time, and I went through every single card in my deck except for one card. And you know what that one card was? <laughs> new cow. That new cow. So, of course, I had to wait another round before I was able to get mm. to Kansas City and upgrade it. So, um, But anyway, so it was interesting. There's also a few different things that they changed. Like, you know the... The where they used to have the teepees and now they have the bandits. It used to be it was like a negative three dollars, negative two, negative one. There is no longer negatives on those anymore. It just starts at one dollar, two dollar, three dollar, and moves along. Plus, there is a spot where you can pull a bandit off to get a token of draw two, discard two. So they now have those tokens in the game in too. The so there's game. a few ways to yeah. get those. They also changed a little bit with the point structure up top. They changed a couple of things with the buildings. Uh, the other biggest thing, very minor, like almost like a lot of playtesting or people that play this game a lot, they, these were things that they changed. The biggest thing they changed, which you wouldn't think is a big deal, but it, it is, the neutral buildings there, and obviously it's very hard to describe on a radio, but there was where the where the D1 goes, which is like right as, the, as you move up the path, and then you kind of have the split that you can go to. The building used to be one spot over, it has now moved one spot closer to that, that that top of that hill over there. So now you can put one of your buildings, which Joe did right away. He put like a one of his you know $2 hand buildings, and that's where you could hire people. So boom, you were right away when you were there, you were almost stuck to go through him right. to go into your next building. However, the other thing that we did realize, and I didn't even realize it until Dan pointed it out, it now allows you to, if you go to that neutral building, you can still now go down through the, what is now the bandit area. Yeah. Um, so if that's empty, you can go through that and move up that way, which I didn't even realize the first time. So it really made a little, you know, made a little thing, made kind of a big difference in the game for somebody who's played it as much. If you don't play it a lot, probably not going to make that big of a difference to you. But if you played it a lot, it made a huge difference. And now did you... Did you mention this and I just missed it? Uh, are, is there a variability? I, I had heard something about like a little bit of a variability to the beginning of the track and setting it up, like some of the some of the way the the beginning of the track shapes up too. Is there anything where that 
gets those randomized buildings get set up or anything? Uh, well, I mean, your neutral buildings you can always randomize. Okay. Uh, that's always been part of the the, the original game. Right. Um, so really, there's nothing else there. They did change the new the setup where now, uh, if you're first, you get your six coins in your normal hand. If you're second, you get an additional coin and you get to draw an additional card. Now, you okay. don't get to use it. You have to discard a card right before your turn starts, but you get to look at a mm-hmm. five-card hand, and then next person okay. would get to look at a six-card hand. So you have a little bit, I mean, it gave, I don't know. I guess they really feel like first is, uh, I, I will say, I used to think I was really good at that game. Playing Joe Farrell, no, I, yeah. I don't know how I'd ever beat him anymore. I mean, he is I got, he's a machine. <laughs> and usually you. when I play with Joe, I get better, and I, you yeah. know, I learn from him. Uh-huh. I, I ask yeah. him strategy tips. When we were playing that online, I got worse every game <laughs> to the point now where I don't even think I could come close to winning against anybody uh, after playing that. He is. He's he's good. He really sees the game really well. Um, he went heavy building strategy and uh, Dan and I didn't. I, I went heavy engineering to start with or at least moving my loco. And then I kind of just sputtered out. And then I was I was kind of probably trying to do too much and i was trying to do all the new stuff and just kind of see what it was or whatever um so would you replace your copy i'm gonna say no okay um you're gonna make your i'm gonna say at this moment it's not enough for me to go spend 60 dollars on basically the same game okay i mean Mm -hmm. A couple of things I could, we could easily, you know, like if I was like, oh, I like where that neutral building is. That's an easy, I could just do it. Um, you know, you could change the, the cost on the, the teepees, you know, and change them and, 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 and incorporate the, the draw two times two. Most of that stuff, you, I mean, you really couldn't do much with the cattle, the, you know, the, the level right. twos no. just because you don't have them or whatever. But, but otherwise, I mean, you could incorporate most of that stuff if I was like, oh, I really want to change it up or whatever. So I don't quite think uh, – now, I am out of my score pad, so maybe I could uh, – $60. Hey, that's a justification right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> score pad. Um, I will say this, though. If, if you don't have Great Western Trail, I mean, I would say I would probably pick this version up over the original just simply because it does – it looks a lot nicer. Obviously, it has the nice recess boards that people love. Um you know, it's got the little cool hats on on the cowboy. Those hats actually come off too, right? Because the player yeah. color things, yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't realize. I, first, I, I thought they were like glued on when I first saw them. <laughs> you got to be able to take like, off your hat when you pass other meeples. Well, you know? that's true. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, worth it. You know, if you're a really big fan, maybe it's worth it. I, I don't know. I'm gonna say no at this moment. And next week you guys will show up and I'll have it. So <laughs> right, that's yeah, right. most likely. <laughs> chalk up, chalk up another loss to Joe. Well, we did right after Great Restaurant. Uh, we did play a game of Maria, and I won that game of Maria. So I, he, okay. uh, he, he posted never in played Slack, the game though. But he yeah. posted in Slack. He was very excited yeah, about that. He, he liked it a lot. He wants to play it soon so he can remember it. It's a tough game, strategy wise, to teach. You know, I mean, you right. can yeah. kind of teach the rules, but it's really hard to say why are you doing anything. We gave him Austria, which is. Austria can kind of be tough because you do have to kind of fight on multiple fronts or whatever. You got to kind of keep the Prussians at bay. And then, for, you know, obviously the French are coming after you and you kind of got to do a few different things. But uh, uh, Dan actually had a, uh, an opportunity to king make. He could have had Joe be the winner by the, <laughs> giving him the election. Uh, that, but when he didn't do that, then I was able to put, as France, I was able to put my last two tokens out. Oh, Maria is, it's amazing. It is, it is a great game. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, right. so. 
Ooh, I talked about too many games in this recent plays. We got to move on. I'm, I'm feeling like Chad here. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Real quick, though, before we get into this uh, BGG uh, Top 100, one week. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I oh, re- can I wait? I remind Jessica every day because she's got to take care of the kids and the house and all that stuff. Yeah. And she keeps trying to forget yeah. that I, I will be gone. Yeah, you'll be gone. <laughs> so. Unfortunately, we don't have Chad because, you know, he went to 18XX. So yeah. he, yeah, he represented to, there. And yep. Yep. But uh, Richie and I next week will be in Kansas City Ready? for Age of Steam Heading Con. Down Age of Steam Con. Yeah. That's good. We get to see uh, Jason and Tim. Yeah, they're flying in. They're flying in. That's so and, uh, exciting. We're blessed. We got quite a few people. We made some fun T-shirts that we're going with. Are uh, you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I'm jealous. Yeah, you some, guys take some, some pictures for me, okay? Oh, we're going to take lots of pictures. Rich is going to take lots of pictures. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I'll make my wife I was take lots Missy, of pictures. Yeah. She doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. Well, well she wants to be in Kansas City. She doesn't yeah, want to be. She doesn't want to play Age of Steam. Yeah, she doesn't really. want to play Age of Steam. She'll probably be excited to take pictures. Yeah. Uh, did you see the last, are you on the Age of Steam Slack channel, though? Yeah. Did you see the last message when I said something about, hey, do we need, I said, do we need to bring any copies of Age of Steam? Because I didn't know. Or I think Brockman actually asked that question. Yes. Right? Yeah, I did. And see they that. said, nope, we got plenty or whatever. Right. And I said, and they oh, said, you We've been asked about poker and chips. And I said, well, what about <laughs> poker chips? And the guy goes, well, I may be one of the few, but I like the tiddlywinks. And I was like, you got it. <laughs> one be of the few. He, me. He's the only one. <laughs> I have never heard of anybody wanting to play with the tiddlywinks. I don't, if you don't know, Age of Steam, when it comes, it has these. Like brown and silver. I don't even call them tiddly. Tiddlywinks are nicer than That's, these things. It's brass yes. money. It's yeah, the it's, original, yeah, original brass, brass money. money. Yeah, it's it's bad. And I mean, I, Couple, I couldn't even look over and be did able to tell. Panamax do that? Did, yeah, I think some they other did stronghold too, game like also that. used this. There's yeah, a bunch those, like Tramways. Tramways had, had them. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, this is we know you're not going to actually play with this money, so this is the money we're going to put in there. Yeah, kind of like almost 18xx. They put in like whatever money because they don't really care usually here's the thing about poker chips you want to be able to see in that game because it's a serious auction game what everybody has at a quick glance and yeah. if you can't see that with tiddlywinks i don't know i'm bringing my poker chips yeah I don't, bring I don't poker, yeah, poker bring chips poker all the way chips. absolutely so yeah. right. anyways i i'm just i'm super excited so we're uh, by the time most people are here in this episode we'll be there in kansas city and so yeah so look for We'll, we'll try to post something. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm jealous. So yeah. so yeah. send me stuff and I'll try to post and stuff yeah. like that. So well, hopefully we'll take a nice picture with all of us with our shirts on. That would be nice. Yeah. I'd like yeah, to see we'll what those that. shirts look okay. like. Absolutely. All right, let's do a little board game. Uh, geek. Geek. That's the word I'm going to use. Geek. <laughs> yeah. I love being a geek. All right, number eighty-five. Are you ready for this one? Sure. Battlestar Galactica, the board game. All right. I just pre-ordered Unfathomable. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, well, then, mm. it hasn't come yet. I think uh, it's starting to release now. I think they're, they're shipping it. Right. So hopefully soon I'll, I'll get it. And that's the re-implementation of uh, Battlestar Galactica. You played yeah. it once, and you said that you didn't like it because they well, stomped you, basically, right? I, I played it once, and unfortunately the people teaching um, were not great teachers. They were the type of people that are like, here's the rules, and then... 
we're going to do everything to destroy you as opposed to try to have a good time. And they both ended up being the Cylons and like they realized it right away. So it wasn't even like we had much of a chance to do anything. It just, it really just felt like a steamroll. It didn't feel very fun. Now, once again, I will say that it probably had a lot to do with the teach and the play. I think now, I mean, I'd be intrigued to play it. I mean, I'd, right. I'd give it a shot. I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited. So this yeah. is a new, new version that uh, new version. It is Cthulhu. I hate that it's Cthulhu, but it sounds like they streamlined it a little bit. Yeah, it does sound like they they cleaned it up a little bit. I've walked through like a, a practice game essentially. A long time ago, a guy I used to play games with, he'd had it forever, and it was a game that he he loved the show, and it was a game he always wanted to play, but he never had enough people. He definitely didn't have enough people when I we did this practice thing. There was only like three of us, and we he just wanted to you know set it up and kind of run through it just so he understood the rules if ever he got to play it, which I don't think he ever did. <laughs> but uh, so I, I I know the mechanisms and stuff in there. So yeah, have yeah. you ever uh, now how do how do you guys feel about the property? The because I mean you know this is not the this is not Battlestar Galactica. I've never watched the show. Theme in that sense doesn't make enough difference for me. If you all of a sudden said we're going to do this like as a you know, uh, American revolutionary or something like that. And somebody's going to be Benedict Arnold. That might more intrigue me as a thing. Did you watch the show? Uh, I did. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Oh no. Show, show is amazing. Okay. I, I, I didn't mean, know how you felt about it, but yeah, Richie, by the way, I mean, yeah, that expanse stuff. If you want a good show, go watch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> the expanse, you just got to watch five seasons. And when you get to and the end, you'll actually good. like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Whew. so tell me, is this, I, I want to know how different it is from, um, Oh, Stronghold Games version B of BSG Express. What's that called? Dark Dark Moon. Dark Moon. Thank you. Uh, I have that. And I'll, I'll I have not once. played Dark Moon at all. Don't I played know. it. It lasted the the play I had of it. It lasted. It did not feel like Express, but we mm. were just kind of the person who was teaching it didn't really know the game that well. Yeah, I thought that that was supposed to play like in an hour. Yeah, right? it, it plays much quicker. I feel like uh, when when people know the rules. Yeah, and I think, I think to Battlestar me, is like. That's valuable. three plus yeah. right hours. Yeah. So to me, that's valuable, but we'll see. I'll, I'll be interested to play it. I def- definitely want to get in on that play when you get it. So I don't, I don't feel like we could give, we could give reviews of BSG. Probably. I would yeah, have I to give it a rating. It. When yeah. I, yeah. That doesn't really count. So, yeah. yep. Uh, next we got for number 84 is Twilight Imperium third edition. We played it. Have uh, we? No, you We've played, played fourth, fourth edition. edition. Fourth. Yeah. Let's just skip this. We'll talk about it when we get up in fourth edition. This is one thing I wish that sometimes they didn't have it. Like they were, this. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just weird. Just clump them together. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. skip it for now. We'll talk about it later. Okay, because okay. we know fourth edition is way further up the, okay. the, the line now. So, all right. So number eighty-three is El Grande. Oh yeah, the uh, area control granddaddy, right? Yeah, it I mean, is yeah. really. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's one of the ones that does it best. I mean, now. It's a Cromer, right? Yeah, Cromer? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one of his seminal designs. I feel like, and it, you know, we 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 like to play Tammany Hall because there's a little bit more like theme and back and forth. But I, although it's not the same, I kind of equate some of it to. It feels in some ways like Tammany Hall to me. Hmm. I've only know. played it once, and it was years ago, and I don't remember enough. I know there were cards and stuff, and you're right. obviously yeah. putting cubes out, but. I, I couldn't comment. It's just been too long, and I don't remember enough of it. I have the big box, and I've played it a couple of times. It, it's been a while, though. Uh, it is. I mean, it's very dry. Is it the is. Thing. It's, it that's is. why I, I I get what you're saying with Tammany Hall, but like it's so dry yeah. <laughs> that I think that it 
it separates itself in, okay. in that way. But yeah, um, I, I we played with a couple of the expansions. I really enjoyed the expansions as far as the different cards that it brings in uh, through that with the big box. And that's one that I've, I've held on to the big box. I don't know why, because I'm pretty much the only one in our household that looks at it. And I've been offered some crazy prices for it and hmm. I, I probably should sell it <laughs> yeah, I, I just but. think like it's one of those it's almost one of those staples to have around just because it's so important to have uh you know I, I think you you like area control and I think I there's enough of like the stuckies would probably play it even though the theme is really dry I played I think it with they them. Like them uh and they 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 liked it fine but I don't know yeah it's it's a tough one yeah, uh, somewhere I would put it somewhere between a four and a five yeah I would come in at a four I, I'm happy to own it it's just I don't know how often it's actually going to get off the shelf. Fair enough. Mm, I I don't want to rate it. I just I just have not played it mm, sure. enough to do it. So, okay, number eighty two is Kalis, <laughs> kind of the granddaddy of uh, worker placement. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I, I still think this game is a very solid game. Now, have a lot of games you know done it better and you know have more stuff going on. Sure. But I still enjoy playing this game. And I'm talking the, the base. The original. Regular, yeah, original Kalos. I have only, shamefully, ever played the 1303 version, which hmm. I was happy to get rid of uh, quickly. Although, <laughs> I actually like, and I, I found out the the original Kalos doesn't have the player powers you're vying for. I kind of like that. Uh, you're, you're vying for the favors, the king's favors. That's what you're out there trying to get. And those king's favors, yeah, they're not player powers, but they're just, you know, stuff to Little get bonuses, you money and yeah. get you cubes and different stuff like that. So, so they they aren't like where you can you can use this thing every round to get something else no, or whatever no, with actions. No, yeah, there's okay. nothing like that. So I kind of liked that because then you you know, like I kind of like the taking back from each other certain yeah. things too. I liked that idea. I didn't like a lot of the other stuff, but I liked that idea in it. I like Kalis, but I think it's probably dropped like out of my top Euro-y type of games that I'd want to play. I mean, I think there's just so many other solid Euro games that I would rather play than Kalis right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely aged a little bit. And that's definitely why they released that that new version. I have not played the new version. I've only played the original. But They, they, they made it softer, and I wish okay. they would have made the original and just honestly even made it. I, I made love it meaner. The, yeah, made it meaner. I don't know. I love the... <laughs> You know the guy who can who can screw you. That's the that's the most fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the provost is the Move most fun. Move the provost and then slap the player. There, go. <laughs> you know, there yeah. you go. There's a new mechanism. Yeah. Uh, I'd st- I'd still give it a four. It's still in my collection. I don't. Look, I'm not planning on getting rid of it. But if somebody offered me a bunch of money, I might. So it's like a high three for me. It's it's yeah. one after I play. I played it a couple times and it's, I yeah. never went out to try to buy yeah. it. Yeah. So I can't read it. it. All right, well, we're going to finish it off here with uh, number 81, Grand Austria Hotel. It's a great game. I have played 40 games online in the past two months. Jeez. And this one, when we do our top 10s again, it's it's going to be up there. Wow. Wow. I would give it, it's, I it's mean, climbing. I would say it probably still doesn't reach my top 10, but remember we said it, it the, the phrase is, it's a contender, right, for mm-hmm. your top 10. So that's a six for me. I mean, it's such a great game. It just, I, I like I like dice drafting, so right. that, that mechanism is really great in it. And I haven't, again, keep in mind, I'm the only one here who hasn't played the expansions. I'm sure I would love it even more with the expansions. But uh, I love, even though there's some, there are some, that are more powerful than others. I love the helpers, getting the helpers, the staff that do di- different things for you. And I just love the sort of uh, castles of Burgundy combo ness of it as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's it's honestly it's just it's just kind of a perfect Euro game. It, it is. is what I would refer to it. Especially it with the expansion. All those things that, if, yeah. If they ever uh, print it again. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you don't like money, then yeah. Yeah. Look how games print the. Here's the thing. Eventually, if they don't print it, I'm gonna have to break into Brockman's house Take and it. steal it. Yeah. So prevent a crime. Yeah. Can you, hey. <laughs> Can you, hey, this man is a family man. He's got kids. You don't want him going to jail. Look out! Come on. Good thing that uh, good thing that Woo. Richie does the editing for this podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. So there is. Oh, uh, and I'd give it a six. It is absolutely. Oh yeah, I didn't. Say I would six agree. I don't know if it's a top ten game for me, but it certainly is a contender. As far as a Euro goes, 100%, this is a six. I love it. All right. So there is the next five in the BGG top 100. Rolling down the list. Good list. Yeah. It is time for our featured review. So this week we are reviewing Tinner's Trail, the remastered edition. It is designed by Martin Wallace and developed by David Digby uh, from Alley Cat Games. And it's an auction and action point economic game for one to five players about tin and copper mining in Cornwall, England. So Clef, this is a theme that you're really excited about, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's hand pies. So, <laughs> Don't I like hand not call the hand patsies. Patsies. No. Pasties. Pasties. Pasties, pasties yeah, if pasties. you're from, from England. Yeah. They're hand pies. They're hand no, pies. don't say hand pies. Pie. That's what's they're, they're hand pies. No, no, that makes me... What's wrong I'm, with hand pies? I'm real uncomfortable. I, I put a pie in my hand and I no, eat it. No, I don't like pie. that. It's a pie that you eat with your hands. It's like on, when you guys say hand, hand pie. pie, it's like rubbing corduroy backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they ate that. It's like the word moist for some people. Okay. Moving on. Uh, the game lasts four rounds, and each round, uh, the player that is leading at the top of the work track may spend one to three work points to take an action or pass. Uh, actions are as follows. You can build a mine, which uh, the board is made up of a map of different regions, and you may choose a face-up or face-down mine to auction off of the map. If, before you start the auction, you play a card from your hand that corresponds to that region, it allows you to peek at a face-down tile. Uh, so all over the board, there are going to be just different face-down tiles, and in one region each, there may be a face-up tile. Those will have uh, what the region is going to give you, um, such as various water cubes, which are bad, and then tin and copper cubes, which are, of course, good. So if you do play that card, you will get to peek at the tile and see what you might be bidding on if it's face town and you will also get insurance which is basically half the bid price if you don't win the auction okay and the auction just is basically one of those round robin auctions where it starts out with a price and people just keep going around and around till a person passes out once you pass out of the auction you cannot get back in and then the winner is the only one that will actually spend the work points. So then when you build that mine, you're going to put down one of your mines in the area, and then you will put out the wa water, tin, and copper cubes in that area. So that is the first action of building a mine. Second action is to extract ore of either copper or tin. Uh, basically, when you extract, every mine has a base of extraction of two, but other actions will enhance that. 
And then you just add a water cube to the area after you extract. Action three is add a little minor meeple, and that adds one to your extraction capacity. Action four is put down a port. This has to be a coastal city in order for it to be a port, but then you're going to take one water cube out of the area, and it will add plus one to your extraction capacity. Action five is a train. So if you get a railroad or a train running through there, you get to remove two water cubes from the area and then one from surrounding areas each, and then it's going to add one to your extraction capacity. Action six is an addit. I think it's sort of like a tunnel or a canal system, basically, and you're going to put in the addit in two adjacent areas, so two areas that border each other, and then you're going to remove one water cube from each, and you're going to add a tin and a copper to each one. Then the seventh action is steam pump, and you can take these in different groups depending on what round it is in, and you can use them potentially to remove multiple water from different areas. Eight is the eight is the ubiquitous hand pie action, or sell pasties. Ooh, hand pie. Ugh. And then you can get a dollar when you do that. And of course, nine is to pass, which doesn't mean which means you don't have to spend any work points and it allows you to take a higher spot for the next sell and invest phase ensuring a better exchange rate for when you buy points with money so then after all people have passed you're going to move to the sell and invest phase and then you can sell your tin and copper cubes that you've mined for current market prices then players can buy points at the end of the round as i just stated in that special spot where you have exchange money for points and so obviously the person that passes first has the best exchange rate and then the work track goes back and it is ordered just as the players were for the end of that investment phase this happens for three more rounds and then the person with the most points at the end is the person that wins the game and that is Tenor's Trail Remastered Edition. Now, I should say we won't get heavily into it, but there are two expansions. One is the Arsenic expansion, and the other is the Emigration expansion. Basically, the Arsenic allows you to extract Arsenic and then sell it, but when you do that, you get massive amounts of money, uh, but then you lose a little bit on your work track. And what that's supposed to symbolize is it was really lucrative, but it was also very dangerous, basically. Now, if I sell some arsenic early on in the game, I have less work points every time, every round, basically. So it is a, an interesting kind of tug, tug of war balance there for the game. And then the immigration uh, expansion, which can be added as well, allows you to take a miner and place them off as if they immigrated to another country to get you bonuses um, immediately for the game, whether that's money or different exchange rates or things of that nature. So those are the expansions that are in the game that I'll just tell you right now, we'll recommend that if you do get and play this game, the kind of game that it is and the kind of gamer who would like this game, you should just play with the expansions. Definitely the arsenic. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the immigration isn't essential, right. but... No. Uh, I, f I don't feel like it's also really confusing to put those into no, the game. No, it's no. not confusing. It almost, I, I think it might throw off the balance just a little bit. Because I think it's very strong. It is. You, you yeah, you got to be first to get to those big point big points. Yeah. yeah, there. I, yeah, I'm, I will say definitely the arsenic. I don't know if I would throw the, Im the immigrants in as in my first play. 
but we're we're yeah. we're jumping ahead here. We're jumping. We're jumping. We're sorry. That, Let's that get back to ham pies. Yeah. <laughs> hand pies. Oh jeez. <laughs> Which uh, are in components. Sour. You know what I need? More hand pies in this game. More hand pies. <laughs> Little hand pie tokens or some. There's the only art of hand pies is the guy holding it on the front of the, the yeah. box. Yeah. He is holding a pasty, and actually, you know what this reminds me of, actually? This reminds me of Pittsburgh, which is a mining town. And in Pittsburgh, you have, if you ever go to Pittsburgh, you have to have a Primanti Brothers sandwich, okay? Because they didn't have, they, they're one-handing everything, right? Because they're miners. They didn't have plates. They just have a napkin. And basically, it's a sandwich, but the fries are in the sandwich. Because you, you oh, can't, yeah, so you just. That sounds them. awesome. Yeah, it's really <laughs> good. You stuff the fries in there, one-hand it. Get your mm. napkin and yeah, it's a good sandwich oh. from Auntie Brothers. I don't know about pasties because I I don't think I've ever had a pasty when I was in England. But oh, I just thought about the fact that next week I'm also going to get to eat Jack in a Box tacos. Oh, gross! <laughs> I'm very excited about uh, that. You know, I'm excited to try it. I, yeah, I haven't been able to try it yet. All right, you still have never had a Jack in the Box taco? Oh, no, so good. oh, that's it right. That was terrible. when your knee was broken. Yeah, yeah it's not. They it's, they do sound terrible. They look terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. <laughs> they are amazing. It is. It is. You talk about. You talk about pasty. <laughs> I don't know what's at the bottom of those things, but it is pasty. Well, we discovered it's not meat, right? It's some type of plant. I, I guarantee it's not meat. No, it's glue stuff. I'm it's guarantee it's yeah. probably not cheese or any type of a real taco shell or real lettuce. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all fake, but oh my yeah. god, is it good? <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's like that uh, Taco Bell stuff where they talk about cheese cheese food is an ingredient yes it's like it's not even real cheese people it's just what they feed to cheese hey my wife and kid love it too so we're all we're uh, we're, we're excited guys, already we're gonna get some we're gonna right away when we get in town we're heading to jackbox you first guys time. were first made time. for each other <laughs> well let's just talk about things that are appealing so so any uh, anyway uh, the, uh speaking of appealing what about the uh the rule book and presentation of this game I would say rule book very solid. I yeah. didn't have any problem at all learning uh, the game from the rule book. I thought it. Now we had kind of played the original version on Tabletop Simulator, yeah. Uh, so I had a little bit of an idea, but there were some certainly changes in it. But I think the rule book is really, really well laid out. Um, yeah, I have no issues with it whatsoever. Agreed. The one thing I will say though, at the back of the rule book has a rule summary. I would have liked a player card since it's a Kickstarter, right? This is a Kickstarter edition, but I think they're all going to pretty much come like this. But anyway, uh, I would have liked a rule card to pass out to players because the actions are on the board, but it's pretty small compared to everything else on the board. And I think it would have been nice to yeah, have a yes, little Yes, you know, I mean, so that way you could be like, okay, here's your actions yep. and you could look right. over your actions. Yeah. In general, I would say the board is too small. Especially uh, with all the cubes. Yep. Yes, when you put when a lot of cubes yeah. and get into extra abilities, putting cubes you on You accidentally there. bump a cube, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, where was that cube at? Right. Which region? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, pff, I don't and know. And then once yeah, you start so. throwing the miners in there, you start yep. throwing all the other yep. improvements in there, it really gets should have been cluttered real quick i'll agree i will say the wood bits in this game are really nice like the cubes one of the reasons it's so crowded is the cubes are like twice the, the size of normal wooden cubes and the little silk screen miners and silk screen mines and stuff like that they're they're look good. yeah th that part of the components is very very good i will agree with that yeah. uh but i will agree the board needs to be bigger mm -hmm. that uh that is a definite uh the cards that they use um those are nice i mean good i think those are when and finish, if I'm not Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think yeah. so. The the And they have really nice art, you know? I mean, yeah. uh, it's kind of dingy because you're talking about mines, but I mean, it, right. it's beautiful colors. It's uh, definitely better art than the original. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Right. 
Uh, I will say, you know, if you're going to make Richie happy, instead of a top hat for your point marker token, you probably should have made it a pasty. But yeah. other than that, it's pretty good. You mean a hand pie? No. Yeah. Not a, a hand pie. And I think <laughs> on, uh, I can't remember the, the site, but the one that sells the tokens, the upgraded tokens, I think they do have little hand pie tokens. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they call them pasties. We need to get some hand pie tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about the gameplay itself. There's some very interesting things in it. Uh, the, the auction is the most interesting, where you are going to basically put up a plot of land and say, I'd like to, or I would build a mine here. And then everybody gets to bid on what they're willing to pay in in uh in, well, in pounds i think in this game to see who gets to place it there and that is interesting because sometimes you might pick a plot of land that you don't really want and you're just looking for somebody right. else to kind of bid it up so then you can pass and then they've got to use up their time because it has that great time mechanism which i yes. like you know which is very very interesting um so i mean that is interesting i like that they change with the cards that you could, you know, prospect first and actually look at it yourself. It adds, you know, a little... Like, you, you know could, what's there, know right. if it's a good and or you bad. You can bluff a little bit, mm -hmm. uh -huh. try to make it seem like it's lucrative, right. and then hopefully you don't win it. And so, right. I, and I've heard it compl complained about a little bit because you could fall victim to somebody bluffing you out. So you pay a lot, and then you get behind for the rest of the game. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's good. Too bad for you. Here's, yeah. here's what I will say. I like say. it better than the original, though, where it's yeah. just random. Right. Yeah. Here's so. what I will say is that I feel like that mechanism, the auction, is like what you said, the most interesting part of the game. And it is almost nearly the only player interaction in the game, really. It is. Mm -hmm. the, the rest of the actions are very blasé. Like if I take yes. a build a mine action, you can still take it because it's all action points. It's not a worker placement thing. Right. So you can still take it. The only thing is you could take the steam pumps, and I was planning on doing that. So there's that. Well, or you, there is that... that turn track and we didn't really talk about this where if i take an action that costs three work time then you're behind me you could take th three different actions that each cost one to move up to where i'm at so like uh yeah, if whoever's you, behind, yeah, who's furthest behind yeah, yeah whoever's furthest behind will take will get to take actions until they catch up and i know i think we've we've had discussions where you know it might have been more interesting if you know, oh, I want, I'm going to put the steam pump up for auction. And then we all auction for the steam right. pump, you know, and things sure. like that. Because really, after you place a couple of mines, the next, like, everybody's actions is all just taking all that stuff. And there's a limited amount. Usually there's a couple of miners. There's, a like, one steam pump. There's right. one audit, uh, you know. Is it audit? Addit. Addit, yeah, addit. I knew it wasn't quite right. So anyways, those things just boom, you know, and then you're done. And then it's almost like, okay, now we're going to go mine. So it's almost like the game's a little bit on rails when it comes to that. There's a little not a bit. Lot of, a lot of difference. The expansions there. helped a little bit. Because, I mean, when we played the original, uh -huh. it was, I mean, at the beginning of the round, you took those improvements. Right away. Not and then thought. you went mm -hmm. and auctioned off plots. Mm -hmm. Where at least now, especially when you mix in the expansions, there are some other options first. Right. That makes sense. Right. Uh, yep. Uh, definitely. They've improved that for sure. Yep. So we'll probably get to it, but David Digby did a lot of work on this game, adding the expansions. And also, like you said, in the remastered edition, adding that option to use a card and look at the thing. Now, he also added 
two-player and solo rules because it was just a three- to five-player game. And we'll get to uh, whether that might be worth your while if you're just going to play two-player. Uh, but he that definitely changes that card mechanism, I will say, in the game if you're playing at two players. Mm. I didn't I didn't get to play. I didn't play two players and obviously didn't play solo. Yeah, I played a three and four. Yeah. So here's the thing with that, though. If you're playing two-player, you can only ever play a card at the beginning and not the end. Oh, you can't add on a card. Yeah, so yeah. so we haven't really explained this, but if you win the auction, you may add a card from your hand that is in that same region if you happen to have it, and you have to pay the price of that card, but then you get the bonus to that region. So if there were a couple more copper cubes on that card that you really wanted for that, you could decide to pay on that card. So it's a, a kind of a bonus that you can add in. Whereas if you're playing the two-player variant, it just means that you get to play a card either from your hand that you know is from the region or you have to play a card from the top of the deck in that region. And then that is what the auction price is starting out. Mm. So the value of that card, no matter what, is what your auction price is going to be okay. starting out. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think the changes with how they use the cards and then that Arsenic expansion really made some interesting decisions in it because mm -hmm. one thing we might not have mentioned, but with that arsenic expansion, whenever you do that, you can make a lot of money, but you have to put a little token up on the action selection, which you normally you have 10 spots to take actions. And most, you know, most actions are somewhere between two and three points. You get one less every time you do it. So then now you only have nine actions. If you do it again, you only then have eight actions around. And so that can really, cut in to actions that you can do in a round. So I think it's a really interesting decision. Yeah, that felt to me kind of like the um, that time track in Gentis or Gentis or whatever, yeah, where, yeah. where mm -hmm. it makes mm -hmm. it shorter to do certain things. Yeah. Um, I, and uh, I liked it in that game too. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting little wrinkle that I enjoyed. Um, the other thing that they changed from the original to the new is in the original at the end of the round. So like a clinic at the end of the round where you're, whatever money you have, you can buy victory points. So you always have to have that decision. How much money do I want to leave? And, you know, but I want to spend victory points. And early, the early rounds, you get more victory points for the money you spend. In the original game, it was like you would actually put a token on, like, let's say I spent $10 and got 16 points. You'd put a little token there and then that would be blocked off and no one else could take that amount of points anymore. They would have to go either higher or lower. In the new one, it's all... You spend ten dollars, you get this many points. We're depending on where your turn order, I guess. It so, it, but it was only like a victory point or two. Which yeah, it wasn't as big of a but, difference. But yeah. It, yeah, so that I actually don't like that as much. I liked the original. The original there, there on that. It's like a race to get the one one or two extra points. Made you want to pass earlier, yeah, I think, in the original. Where this didn't matter, and I also thought there was a point where it'd be like, all right, okay, everybody's going to spend at least. 40 bucks. So let's all take 40 off and move the points up. And now right. we can go around and decide where everybody else is going to end or whatever. Where yeah. I mean, the only benefit you get now from passing earlier is that the, was it the first two people get to look at a plot token that's down and yeah. put out their little eyeball, yeah. which is not as, not as, not lucrative. as good. Yeah. So I, that was one change that I thought, uh, I, I almost kind of liked the original game a little bit better uh, for that. But you know, what wasn't, didn't make the game much different or anything no. but but just a one little thing they didn't so. change that i wish they would have at least looked at was the the pricing of the 
the tin and copper as far right. as at the beginning of the round you just roll the dice and then based on the roll that that will set the price yeah i wish there was some way to where like yeah or almost like a i wish it was like a, almost a full stock market type of thing like if somebody sold a bunch of you know and then turn order could make a real big difference so like if you know if you right. got to sell yeah. copper first and maybe it dropped the price you know then oh well boy i better sell my copper i don't know i, I think with a little work i think that game could be really 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 yeah. good well i guess i'd worry like if if that would really mess up balance to to like tank prices first and and you know like know. if you if if you get unlucky enough to not get out there and mine right away and you know, you know. If we got somebody good to design it besides Martin Wallace, you know, you guys. Have to <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I and I'm probably trying to put too much into it and trying to make it, you know, more of right. a heavier game, you know, and probably just go play Artright or uh, Arkwright or something, you know, as opposed to you know this. True. But you know, for what it is, yeah. Anyways, what do we got next, Chad? Well, uh, we usually talk about player count around this time. I th- for me, I think you want more. I mean, I think you want four. I didn't think it dragged too bad at five. I will say four seems to be the sweet spot, I think, just because whenever you get to auctions, it's going to take a little bit longer because a lot of times, especially in this game, you're only going up by little, pretty small number increments. You're not yeah. jumping real high. And so that can kind of go around the one, dude, not, not that bad, but you right. know what I mean. Right. And so when you have five people in there, potentially, that takes it a little bit longer. Because the original yeah. game only took three to four players. So they did expand this into one to five. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I can't see playing this solo or even at two. I think it would be pretty rough. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would want to stay at the three and up. I feel like it's going to lose, and again, I haven't played it at two, but just reading the rules, I feel like it's going to lose some of what we liked about the auction yeah. in two-player. Which is probably the most interesting part of the game. Yeah. So, yep, I'd agree. Okay. How about uh, variability in this game? So, th- there's the cards and the mm. tiles, which... You know, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a big nada. It's yeah. pretty basic. I mean, the you might have different cards each game, but they real the cards are not that much different. They don't they don't do a lot of of to make it variable. I should say. Well, and they honestly, it doesn't. I mean, you do use them, that's for sure, but it doesn't feel like the most essential part of the game either. No, I mean, I you know, I've I've played this thing probably four or five times, and I honestly, I'm like. I think I've gotten everything. Don't get me wrong. I mean, for me to play a game four or five times is not bad, but I feel like I've gotten everything out of it. I don't think that there's much anything yeah. different that I'm going to explain. I think this is the biggest negative for this game is that yeah. it, I mean, it feels like I have figured this game out, even right. though I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure there are better players out there, but it, yeah. it just feels like I've seen everything right. and I get it. Right. So it's one of those games that like, if you lost, you know how you lost. Yeah. You're yeah. not going, what could mm-hmm. I do better next time? You're going, okay, I see what happened. Now, wait a minute. Has anybody tried the ham pie strategy? Just getting ham pies, ham pie, ham <laughs> Actually, pie, ham pie. <laughs> I remember in the original, there were times where we were getting some hand pies. We I don't did. think I've I, ever taken a hand no, pie in the I new version. I never had to take no. Calgon, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk then about final rating, shall we? So at Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six-point scale with a one being a game that makes you miserable and a six being a game that could potentially be in your top ten of all time. So, Chad, what do you think of Tenor's Trail? So I, I like this game in that it's beautifully produced, I think. I, I, I mean, it is a Euro, so it's not going to get, like, you know, lavish, lavish stuff. But it, I think it's it's wonderfully pr- produced for what it is. Good rule book, all that kind of stuff. I would say... 
that David Digby and Alley Cat Games made a game that now, at present, uh, is is a good game. It is much better than the what 2007 version that it used to be. Uh, I would think, which you know was somewhat serviceable, but not one you'd ever want to go back to. This game has a few plays in it, I think, but not anything that I need to go back to for long-term strategy, as we've kind of said. I think that puts it somewhere between a three and a four for me. Um, I don't have a desire. I, I, I don't mean to uh, to spoil this, but I can tell already just from from just hearing what Clef said. And you've already heard that he's going to sell this game, and I am not jumping on buying it. So I will give it a three uh, just because of that. Did you say you were going to sell it already? Maybe you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not keep us in suspense. Let's, let's not. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I like this game. I think it's a decent Euro game. I have feel like I have gotten my worth out of it. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I picked it up. They made a lot of great improvements. So if you've played the old version and you thought eh, it's missing something, the new version with the expansions, I think really changes it up and, and makes it better. Now, that being said, it's not a game that's going to remain in my collection. You know, it's not going to be, you know, if I'm going to play a Euro game, there's a lot of better Euro games. That being said, I still think it's a three. I'm going to give it a three. I think it's good enough to get a three. It's not a two for sure. But it's not quite a four. Uh, but boy, I tell you, the way 2021 shaping up for games, probably still going to make my top 10 of the year. We might have to redo our thing. For <laughs> I can't thing, I so. can't deny that. I think, you know, COVID is really yeah, going to do a number on the top 10 of. Yeah, it's it's going to be rough. But, um, I, you know, for people who like just a little bit of player interaction and then a nice Euro type of puzzle, I think it's definitely a game worth picking up. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's put it this way: if if you took some melatonin, and you know you wanted to buy a board game, and and it's it's twenty twenty one, you could do worse. You could do worse. <laughs> you, you could probably do worse. I don't know if it's worth picking up. It's worth playing at least once. I would say. Okay, but I mean, if but if you like low player interaction, mostly Euroy puzzle, sure. I think this is going to be right in that good bread and butter type of area. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot out of it, but it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's what, if you buy a lot of board games, I would say, yes. If you are somebody who doesn't buy, but very, very, very specific and, and very few board games, then no, I would not say. Well, let's put it this way. If you, and I'm sorry that we were not able to try the solo game to give you a little bit better feel for it, but if you are mostly solo gamer, you may want to look into this because it has like eight ratings of difficulty in it. And, you know, then with the expansions, that makes it different as well. Don't don't look into it if you're into solo games. They There's a nice solo guild on BGG and they do a top 10 every year. And I think they have a running top 100 I, I doubt that this has even come close to the top 100. All right. It just, it, it's a, it's a good game. And I think even when we played, it, I think we talked about how it, it kind of shows its age mm -hmm. a little bit. And I would say that this is, you know, you see like an old person with like a mohawk and some new hip clothes. <laughs> it's kind of this, it's kind of like that. <laughs> and a hand pie. <laughs> and a hand pie. <laughs> 
You get it here first from Richie. Mohawk and a ham pie. <laughs> so, so Tenor's Trail Remastered Edition is your grandfather with uh, with some guest jeans and a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. And Grand Austria Hotel is like a middle-aged what, 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 businessman. Somebody who knows going? how to dress their age. All right. Dang it. All right. Yeah. All right but all it, right. Still, it still shows its age a little bit. But yeah. like I said, I, it, it's worth a play. It's not a bad game, uh, but it's definitely not something that I could recommend you going out and purchasing. Okay. And even if you purchased it, I just can't see you playing it a ton. All right. All right. It's not that much to explore hey, in there. I got to sell this game. Can you, can you oh, beef sorry. it up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give it, I'll, no, I was going to say, I was going to, you know, say a high three just to help you sell it. It's a three. It's, it's a, a solid three. three. Solid yeah. three. All right. All right. All right, there you have it. We are in agreement for Tinner's Trail, the remastered edition. It is threes across the board from the punch borders. Woohoo! Hey, what? It's that time. Hey, which, by the way, we should probably talk about who won the last. I, I'm bowl. not okay. This is, we need to have a discussion about board court, okay? We yeah. need to have an on-air discussion. When I first made the suggestion of board court, it was that we took two games that two people both loved. They loved the game, and then they would argue on why their game was better. You never you know? specified that they loved the game. I picked Caverna and Agricola. That's what you picked, right? but you never specified that. Right, but that's what it was intended. I think off-air <laughs> no, we may have specified. The issue is, okay. is that we, we all like... I mean, we the games that we love, there is a lot of crossover. Sure, but I mean, there are certainly, like right now, I could say, I'm going to give you Lorenzo and you Grand Austria Hotel. There would be an interesting board court on which one of you comes and says which game is better. True. When you try to give him Navigador and me Root, I mean, it's well, just... That was, that was the worst board court yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I think I, I just want to tell you right now. So if you I try think to our, give me an 18xx, I think our listeners have spoken. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Corey Ackland tells me he's like, "Well, Clef, your draft was much better than Chad's, but I still voted for Chad just so he could <laughs> 18xx." Well, like, your is issue is that I mean, you really punted on your U with Urban Sprawl. <laughs> what else was I supposed to pick? You'd already taken home. I didn't have anything That's, else. Like Ohm helped me. <laughs> uh, underwater I, cities I guess really I, helped yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure underwater cities did you help. You just me. have to like better games, is all. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> all right, well. So I, I I was pulling up the rear with uh, <laughs> yeah, ten point five percent. That's right. Clef, you're in second with thirty five point one percent of the vote, uh, right. and uh, Chad fifty four point four percent of the vote. Wow, he destroyed. He us. crushed domination. All right, so Chad, tell us what are do you have our games ready for us? Uh, yeah, I do actually, and okay. I'm my hair one eighteen. We have to have had. Played it, yes, correct? No, yes. It has absolutely. to be a look game at, we look at, played. I am only okay. going to give you games that you've had more the issue than one, is we one have play both of. played an 18xx, and we have both played different 18xx. Yes, and you that's played the them multiple times, too. So that is why, Clef, you're going to argue why 1830 is a better intro into the Here's genre. The and, Richie, um, you're going to I get say, Chesapeake, which no one likes Chesapeake. <laughs> 18xx players don't like Chesapeake. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Chad's going to be the one who rules. <laughs> so, yeah, he's probably going to pick you, so I have to play 1830 with him. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> You're playing it, too. <laughs> 
And we made it. Now you just have to play it once. Is that correct? Is that the new rule? <laughs> if it's an 18 wow. exit, we need a time limit. <laughs> number of hours that you've played the game. I've already got Concordia still to play. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's do this week's board court, and you guys can talk strategy about uh, 18xx. Oh, at, I'm, at I'm prepared. Date. Of course, I don't care about losing this one because I'll play my game five times easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right, and I, I mean, I, ready? You are prepared this time. Which I, I'm prepared. You really embarrassed yourself last time, so I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> For a game I don't even like. That's why I like this game. All right. Oh, I'm glad you. So, uh, okay. Clef has Seven Wonders Duel. I do. And Chad has Targi. Yes. And yeah. since Clef, I mean, you got your paper out ready I, to go. I, uh, I'm going to let you start yeah. first. I mean, I not only did I play Seven Wonders Duel to lead up this, I played Targi. Got to know the competition, too. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Go. Ooh, good uh, one. All right. So, first of all, here is the best thing about Seven Wonders Duel. The multiple ways to win. Most games, what do you do? Most victory points, right? Not to say you can't win by most victory points in Seven Wonders Duel. But you can also win military, or you can win through the science. And that is such a cool aspect of the game because you're, you, you can't just focus on one thing. If you're doing this and your opponent's after that, you still got to watch it. So there was that draft is coming down. There's always that tension. Do I take that one card? Because, ooh, then if I take it, the cards will flip up. And what if that is that one science that they're needing or that one military that's really going to hurt me? Okay. Every game is so exciting. Like I said, you have that tension, even since it's, you know, just this cool little draft that, I mean, what a phenomenal thing that they brought forward for a two-player draft to have this cool pyramid draft where you're plucking cards and then they have some of them that are face up and some are face down. It is absolutely such a unique thing that they developed from such a great game. How much time do I get? You get a minute. A minute, uh, high player interaction, <laughs> better than the original. Uh, done. All right. I thought it was two. I thought I got two minutes. Uh, I, we're I, not. I, I'm not sitting here for two minutes listening to you talk about several winners duel. You crazy? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Judge. My bad. My Th- bad. Thank you. All right. I, I wrapped it up. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. My All illustrious right. colleague, Chad. He is really pouring <laughs> it on thick. Actually, All right. So, uh, Targi is a wonderful game that honestly there really isn't anything like it. Now, it does feel very worker placement. However, the idea that your Targi, where they intersect, you're going to get those things too. There really isn't a mechanism quite like that. And I, I really think that that is, is what's key here. Now, the other thing about it is it's two-player game and Cosmos kind of snatched it up. I mean, where do you usually go when you want to play the best two-player games? Cosmos has sort of cornered the market. And so I would say that I would say that that's, you know, how you know it is a fantastic two-player game. And there is a lot of really good, uh, there's a lot of really good interaction there because not only am I worried about taking a spot, but I can always sort of block off spots too just by making it so that the other player cannot place across from me. And then that is further complicated with the expansion. Uh, we don't have to talk about expansions, but the expansion is is really great as well. You're out of time. Clef, uh, your, your rebuttal. Well, when you said Targi is nothing like it, it is just simply a worker placement game. Let's be honest. You're just placing your workers. It has a very interesting, uh, you know, cross thing, but it's a worker placement game and it's collecting resources and it's getting victory points. 
so it's kind of bland when you really think about it. It's not really like, oh, that excitement that you get when you play Seven Wonders Duel, that just uniqueness of those cards and how you're drafting them and how does this person win compared to this person. It's such so unique and such a cool two-player game. And I don't care who publishes it. It's just a good two-player game. I, who cares who publishes it? If it's good, it needs to be played, and Seven Wonder Duel is the better two-player game. All right, Jay, you got 30 seconds. Uh, I would say that Seven Wonders Duel is great in that it fixed a game that had a player a player problem at two players. And so it was kind of an answer to fix uh, something that wasn't really working. And in that way, it did accomplish that. But I would say the other great thing about this game, uh, about Targi, is the theme. In this day and age, it is way more inclusive. I mean, we have nothing about nomadic tribes in Africa, no game that's like that. And the expansion is further inclusive because it, it includes the uh, Targia, which is the, the female of the tribe, and <clears throat> that mechanism as well. So I really appreciate that theme in this game. Again, making it more inclusive and original. Judge, how, 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 how many seconds has he gone over here? He's gone over a little bit. All right. Cliff, yes. I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm, I'm very impressed with the, the preparation. Uh, Chad, the, the Cosmos, when you went off on there, they have made yeah. so many bad two-player games. Really? They made a lot of good ones. But that that if you go and look at the full Cosmos two-player line, yeah. there are some dogs. What what ones did you not like? Here's the thing: I don't play them. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we well, yeah. let's pull let's pull it up. You're we'll pull up the full like Cosmos two. Thunder and Lightning, are you like Zeus and no, Air or whatever? That, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And then the uh, they're not all good. The what island saying. one. What's the island one? Kahuna. Yeah, Kahuna. Mm -hmm. I'm not pulling it up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I demand, it's not my job. I demand examples. Yeah, no, that's your job. <laughs> well, I gave you my my part of it. And you know I don't care about theme. And then on top of it, we, there is Asante and Jumbo. I mean, they're the same game, essentially. Mm -hmm. I don't know if either one of them are in print right now. Although Clef just bought me Jumbo. Very nice of you, buddy. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see where this is going. So like right. a long time ago, not to suck up to you right now. I just yeah, want to yeah, point yeah, that yeah. out. It was okay. before. Okay. Actually, I think we had announced the board court. Yeah, party. I think you right, had right, to. You know, right, right. And I saw him wink at you well, when he gave it to you. I bought Chad a board game he that did day buy, too. Yeah. Yeah, right, did. So, yeah. And he right. bought he bought himself yeah. 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 yeah, which I see is out of shrink. So now, uh, yeah, Dan, five dollars. Let's open it. Four dollars. Deal. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the way you described Targi, it did just kind of sound like a worker placement game mm -hmm. with basic resource. The way that Clef described Seven Wonders Duel, he really did pull out the the uniqueness of that system. Right. So I got I got to give it to Clef. Boom. Fair. All right. Well, Boom. well done. I'm actually happy to play Targi three more yeah, times. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Fun game. Okay. <laughs> I don't sound bitter. Who'd you play with, uh, Brian? You play with Brian when you no, uh, my wife. bust it up? Oh, no, nice. yeah. My wife, I told my wife I need to play both of these games for uh, for our little board game court. And so nice. she was nice enough to uh, – she she loves Seven Wonders Duel, yeah. so that's an easy one it to goes get her quick. to play. And then, uh, you know, she had not played Targi yet. So, uh, so I taught her full-on expansion. Now, I will say – to me, I now will never play Targi without the full-on expansion. I, I like. Yeah, that expansion is, is fantastic. You know, where I can play Seven Wonders Duel without the expansions, um, and uh, but yeah, Targi, I'll always play with the expansion. Having the option of the sand dunes makes things a little more. interesting. I like the sand and, dunes a lot because sometimes you just get, you just sometimes have a crappy placement as your last one, and so it's nice to be oh, okay. I'll go over here and get this really cool card now. Right. So yeah, they did a great job with that. Right. Yeah. 
I, I, I have to agree with you. That my favorite part is the different wind conditions for seven one. Yeah, that's, so. it makes it mm. so unique, and just what a great job on a two player draft on how they did it. I mean, yes. I, I think they did a great job. So, yep. Now, Rado would still tell you that uh, Seven Wonders is better at two players than any other mm. player count, of course. Actually, so, yeah, that was a, a point that Chad made that was really in your column, yeah. that they fixed it, that issue yeah. with Seven Wonders Duel, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It's Yeah. All right, I've already won. I'm going to stop Yeah, talking. you have. Yeah. You can gloat. It's okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to gloat. I'm going to, you know. Hey, Chad, I'll play Targy with you. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's good. Uh, 18 Chesapeake, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't... I, I mean, hey. I guess I want to win, but because I don't have to play it. But. Oh, my goodness. I've played 1831 time. No, you've played it twice. You have oh. played it twice. All yeah. right, fine. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, maybe I'll call Jake and Joe Farrell up and we can play it together. <laughs> oh, Joe's not playing another 18XX no, no, no. game. He's a smart man. Smart man. Joe is done with 18XX. Ooh. Well, that's it, fellas. Yeah, right? you know what yeah. we're done with? We're done with this podcast, I guess. I guess, I guess we are. So Punch, punch. Now I just got 18 Chesapeake just looming over my head. For <laughs> you know what? Don't the next think month. about it right now. We got Age <laughs> yeah. of Steam Con coming to, up. I bet you, I bet Woo. you, some somebody at uh, Age of Steam Con will play it if you if no. you snuck it no. in no. there. No, no, it, they call it out specifically. No, no 18 X. No, it, you can you can yeah. play. They said you know if there's some downtime. Filler. You want to play a filler here or yeah. before the con officially starts. Yeah. If you want to play something, well, we're that's looking fine. To maybe get a little food chain in before the concert. But no matter yeah. what, no 18x. Why? No. Why do you think they specifically had to call that out? Do you think there's a lot of crossover with Age of Steam fans? And I think group? it's just people I, like you. I think, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that it's either Age of Steam or 18xx. I think there's probably like kind of a couple of camps, and I think that they're like, yeah. hey, this is specifically all just Age of Steam, yeah, or whatever. So, but cool. I'm all sorry, right. I'm, I'm I'm putting it out of my head. So put, that, put that 18 it, out of Age of Steam Con and Jack and the Box Tacos. There you go. Yeah, oh, go. my stomach Which hurts. could be terrible. I'm yeah. sure my oh, stomach will hurt. They well. are. They will be terrible for your stomach. Sit in the bottom of your stomach. <laughs> but they are so good going down. Woo! All it's, right. It's one of those things that you have to be ready to drink 18 glasses of water. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, punch, punch. Uh, like I always say, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, we, we had a good time doing it. Uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. Let's mm-hmm. talk then about final rating, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So Punchboard Paradise, we rate on a six-point scale. You're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're trying to get attention. And then I was like, is he going to speak? <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought you raised your hand. Yeah, like I you're, know. And he just did this. And I was like, uh, now he's just power tripping. <laughs> My one finger. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, Richie.